Welcome to this week's episode of the Integra Podcast, where we discuss everything from wisdom to wellness to woo. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome to the Integra Podcast, where we talk about all things wisdom, wellness, and woo. Today I have here with me Christopher David Gray. Christopher is a philosopher, theologian, free thinker, spiritual teacher, singer, and songwriter, life coach, inspirational speaker, and all-around fun guy. He is the host of the podcast Confessions of a Christian Kid, where he details the irony of how Christ's teachings in the Bible led him out of the Christian church. A profound and mystical experience in 2018 changed his life forever and revealed to him the possibility of living by spirit, free of the ego mind. He has spent the majority of his energy in his life seeking spiritual understanding and growth. His persistence is paying off and life is beginning to feel fun again. His main desire is to share what he has learned with as many people who want to hear the message. Welcome to the Integra podcast. Great to have you here today. Thank you, Heather. Yeah, it's great. Great to meet you. Great to be here. Yeah. So can you tell the listeners how you got to where you are today? Kind of your origin story. Okay. Um, generally, so I was born and raised in the Christian church. Okay. And, and then not only that, uh, in the 80s, this popular homeschool movement um, very, very much related to, well, at least in my experience, to Christianity. And um, so my parents latched onto that. So I was, we we're spending a lot of time in church, three times a week at church, but also, mm-hmm. you know, kept me home. And our curriculum was all about the Bible. It was all about oh, uh-huh. being Christianity, like, like immersing your mind and heart in the, like, this is the truth. This is the, this is the reality. Right. And um, even, even to the point of, you know, almost, you know, one of the things that I'm still dealing with in my adult life because of that is really de-emphasizing, uh, things like money, right? Like real mm-hmm. life things, e- even profession is not as important as, you know, church and family and mm. doctrine and, wow, uh, you know, those kinds of things. So, uh, but was really, what was really interesting, though, about my story of the way I was raised, because on one hand, you know, we're part of this homeschool group. We moved up to the mountains of California from Northern California. Mm. Um, and so I lived in the valley and when I was at a place called Stockton for mm-hmm. a while, and then we moved up to the mountains. In the mountains, uh, the people there are I mean, for lack of a better term, like, we're, you know, kind of mountain people, hicks, right? Like mm-hmm. um, connected to the earth kind of people. And, and the church that we got involved in there was sort of, was actually founded largely by people from the Jesus people movement of the seventies, mm. which is, which is like a spinoff of the, like the hippie movement. So these are former mm-hmm. hippies, right? Uh-huh. And so what's really interesting is on one hand, as a part of this homeschool uh, part of my life, my parents, we got involved in this, this homeschool thing that was all based on doctrine and this is right. And this is wrong and mm-hmm. staying away from the world. Like the world is bad. The devil's out to get you. Like we have to mm-hmm. consume ourselves with all these rules in order to be righteous kind of thing. Um, very, what, what we would call in church circles, legalistic. 
Mm, right. Okay. But then, uh, and the, but a contrast to that was that the church that I went to was sort of like a hippie church. Right. Uh-huh. There was like, you know, lively music and even dancing and uh-huh. service and things like that, which was funny because things like dancing and rock and roll music, music right. with a beat was condemned by this other group that, that I was part wow. of. So, uh-huh. so we, I lived this sort of dichotomous thing, but mm-hmm. what I look back on it, like this is, this was the brilliance of actually, and I've complimented my parents. I think they accidentally <laughs> gave me this experience, this balanced right. perspective because uh-huh. Hey, these people over here, like they are 100% convinced that they, their way is the truth but then mm-hmm. i i go over here to this other side and these people are very sincere and guess what if you read the bible there's lots of music and dancing in there right mm-hmm. so uh i don't see i can't i can't really truly grab on to one or the other of these things mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and so that was probably you know th- th- these observations i started making based on that like wait a second, there's, you know, then you look up and you realize, oh my gosh, how many denominations are there? How many people who are claiming that they have a better interpretation of the Bible yeah. or, you know, a better, uh, a better handle on how to apply this thing in your life? Well, you got to do it the Baptist way or the Episcopal way or the mm-hmm. Catholic way or, you know, like you start, I, I think for me, uh, I'm just always the kind of person who wants to ask questions and think things Good, through. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it seemed like at a young, you know, my late teens, even I started asking questions that mm-hmm. were kind of beginning to blow the ceiling off of this, you know, reality that I had been kind of that had been created for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh-huh. Logically starting to answer questions. Um. And then, you know, at one point I, cause I had dove because I'm so cerebral, maybe um, very much a th- deep thinker. I, I go towards this doctrine side, right? Like, okay, mm-hmm. they're telling me all these rules, right? Mm-hmm. Do all these rules, no sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And like, this is how you're supposed to think about things. This is how you, you know, of course, a lot of it based on don't do this. Stay away from this. If you could just keep yourself away from these bad things, mm-hmm. then like everything's going to be great, right? You'll, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll be blessed. And so on some level, that kind of thinking made sense to me, right? I mean, you understand, I mean, it's not hard to understand. You look at a kid who's kind of unruly and, you know, they have to kind of learn how to behave as mm-hmm. society. So it's, you, you kind of, you, you, you take that thinking, move, move it over to spirituality and realize, okay, okay, like, yeah, there is, there is an element of like, I have to learn how to control what's going on inside of me, right? Like a, like a little child, right? And so you, this idea of like straightening up and putting on a suit and, you know, behaving in a certain way and mm-hmm. public has this kind of feeling of uh, spirituality, right? It's, it's like a, yeah. it's, it's, it's some, it, it seems a lot like transcendence because mm-hmm. you are like, you're transcending your lower nature mm-hmm. and effectively, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, in, in public and hopefully, you know, even in your private life. Um, so it was really interesting to, as I stepped away from this kind of thinking, 
Mm-hmm. But because ultimately what happened in my experience is, and just to say it very simply, like I did it. Mm-hmm. I got, I did, I followed all the rules. Like I was good. Mm-hmm. I, I did all the things, right? I mm-hmm. stayed away from sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And I c- tried to keep my mind and my heart, you know, focused on the good things and, mm-hmm. you know, just constantly fighting, um, fighting my lower nature, right? My, mm-hmm. my nature, which in a big part of my story, just a side note here, we could, I could talk for a lot about this, but like how the sinful nature gets almost perfectly translated as the sex drive like your sexuality Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like that's right that's the job especially of of a a serious church kid boy like me like it has everything to do with like overcoming that Mm -hmm. sex drive right Mm -hmm. and I mean once once this all came crashing down for me and it was kind of an event in my life like it just made me realize like this doesn't it doesn't work right it, hmm. it's it's kind of like wait, wait, like wait a second like these people up on this stage on these mm-hmm. stages like they've had this they've had this book mm-hmm. for 2000 years mm-hmm. right give or take whatever right yeah. <laughs> the bible is actually canonized but like this truth like i'm just saying like the christian truth like it's 2000 years old and you told me very confidently, hey, if you just do this and like do it like this, like God's just going to roll out the red carpet for you. Like, right. well, I mean, you know, not that that's kind of an exaggeration, right? We all have struggles. There's plenty of verses about, you know, good dealing with suffering and, and things like that and how to deal with it. But but generally, oh, yeah, yeah, I should I should at least come to a place I thought in my life where I have clarity. I know who I am. I know my clear direction. Exactly. You know, and that just wasn't there for me. Mm-hmm. And all, all I had because of all of this, like just loads and loads and loads of information that had mm-hmm. been put inside my head mm-hmm. that I was just supposed to swallow. Right. right. And it was just mm-hmm. supposed to, become part of it but you realize like that's not what actually happens what actually happens is there's a lot going on inside the mind there's lots of questions and like oh no i'm not allowed to ask that question i'm not allowed to go there i'm not allowed to think about you know these other religions or what if Mm -hmm. you're not allowed because because that's in christianity the idea of keeping the faith really is truly just pledging allegiance to the Bible, right? right. Or, or interpretation of the Nicene Creed or whatever these doctrines are, right? So mm-hmm. that's your job, right? So you're, mm-hmm. so literally you are, it's sort of implied, you're not allowed to question this. Right. Mm-hmm. Because the questioning itself is equated with doubt. You're doubting your faith. You're not keeping mm-hmm. the faith. You're not holding fast mm-hmm. the faith or whatever, you know, whatever kind of verses you can find in the Bible that like, that's the idea. Mm-hmm. If I question this, I have now, now I'm right. Like that's, the, that's the kind of one of the dirty secrets of, of any religion is, is that you are not allowed 
to quite. be a free thinker. Like it, it's mm -hmm. by its very nature, it's 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 built in the system that like okay, if you're stepping into our system into this box, right. mm -hmm. then once you're in here, if you want a question, just go away. Right, like, right. Like mm -hmm. you don't want to be in our box. If it's not working for you, cool. Like go somewhere else. Go find mm -hmm. another box. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, in Christianity. People can, you can spend your whole life just hopping from one Christian box to the other. Oh, this Christian box, yeah. there's something wrong. It doesn't work. These people rub me the wrong way. I don't like the way the pastor's talking or whatever. And so, okay, we'll just try this other church, mm -hmm. right? We'll just try this other way of thinking. And mm -hmm. I saw that happen in my family. Um, in fact, like one of the, the most insane, insane things that I witnessed in my uh, median and extended family was, so here we were part of this super legalistic homeschool thing, mm -hmm. right? And I, and my cousins who are also Christians, they live in mm -hmm. Southern California. We didn't, we saw them a couple times a year. They were what we would consider like just more liberal, right? Like the mm -hmm. parents let them watch MTV and, and <laughs> Right. You know, like just yeah. that's a perfect example. Like I was not allowed to watch MTV. Oh, in fact, no. for a lot of my childhood and my homeschool childhood, we had we had no TV. We had wow. like movies were were very strictly limited. Mm -hmm. Like it was side note to that, that's not a bad idea, especially right, in right. day and age. You know, with my kids, I'm like, oh my gosh, now there's programming is so rampantly available. So I'm not I'm not saying you know. Right. We need to understand our kids and, and, and certainly not give them free reign of all the programming that's available now, you know? Balance and boundaries, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let me go back to, so what I was trying to say, it's like one of the insanities that I see is that, you know, we, so my family was part of this whole thing. And, right. And my, my other extended families looking from the outside, you know, something like, I don't know about this guy you're following these seminars you're going to and all this. Um, I'll just throw this name out there just in case any of your listeners can identify the, the guy that we follow is a guy named Bill Gothard. And he has a seminar called the Institute and in basic life principles. Um, and he's, a, he has since been, uh, uh, banned from his own, ministry like there was a whole wow. bunch of stuff it's just for, for from my perspective your perspective when you look at this guy's story here's a guy who thought he had it all figured out and then mm -hmm. he's doing a seminar a six-week seminar hey if you just follow all these things that i figured out for my own life like now you can be perfect just like me right mm -hmm. and imagine eventually eventually that just <clears throat> it all comes crashing down because right that's the way it works mm -hmm. uh, so anyway so here here's my here's my family right doing this and it's clearly not working like we're stepping away from my parents have stepped away from it we had a lot of conversations about about it um but then my cousin one of my cousins mm -hmm. who was went to public school and and you know was a lot more liberal christian than i was mm -hmm. she decides to homeschool her children and gets involved in a very similar very legalistic homeschool wow. thing mm -hmm. and it was just uh, I was just dumbfounded by that. I was just shocked. I mean, like this is like, wow, we can't even because because we don't have open discourse with each other, right? Because we're all so guarded in our own little castles and towers that we've decided to group with. Mm -hmm. Like we don't, there's not the dialogue, right? right. Like my, my own cousin 
goes and makes the same mistakes that our family made for her family. Mm -hmm. And I, and, and apparently the good news is I heard, I think she's there. I think she's kind of waking up from that Mm -hmm. She and her husband. Um, But it's, I mean, that's, that's what we're, (laughs) that's what I'm observing Mm -hmm. that. Oh my gosh. Like this, I am really just uh, a product of this thinking and like this is now I have to figure out like what if this is true Mm -hmm. Uh, and what what really so it was Jesus the teachings of Jesus that really Mm -hmm. really started showing me something totally different and this Mm -hmm. and this was a crazy experience because I've I had I had known the Bible I've been taught the Bible inside and out right right right. Mm -hmm. and I can't even count how many times I was in a a sermon, like reading along with this pastor or whatever, and then have questions like, wait a second, like, there's another way to look at this verse. Like, but you're not, I'm like looking around, right? (laughs) Anybody else have this question? Like how many times did that happen? Uh Right. It's like you, you learn this mechanism of just, well, nobody else is having this thought apparently. So Mm -hmm. I guess I'm just weird and I just need to push it out. And like, there become so many of these questions like, wait, this doesn't make sense. Wait, like that you're just pushing away. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, very simply, what I did was I just tried the best I could to just drop it all out of my mind, everything, all this legalistic stuff, everything I ever heard Mm -hmm. and just like go to the red letters in the Bible, which are famously in a lot of, you know, older Bibles, the mm-hmm. words of Christ are in red. Oh, okay. And, and anyway, so look at what Jesus actually said, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, wait a second, this whole thing is based on this one guy mm-hmm. and what he said, right? And, and I started thinking things like, you know, I mean, pl- sure, I've heard plenty of sermons based on Jesus' teachings, but really it had a lot more to do with the teachings of Paul and the other apostles and stuff and all the because they get kind of into the nitty-gritty, right? People, because mm-hmm. Paul says stuff about sometimes like, oh, you shouldn't eat this or you should do this, or women should have long hair. Like, you know, they these guys wrote down things that were very specific. So it's like right. mm-hmm. it, it's way, way, way more easy to understand. Oh, yeah, he's talking about you know this. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus teachings, of course, are so kind of whimsical and, and interesting and mm-hmm. like cause you, like you have to ponder it because the mm-hmm. meaning is not immediately evident. And I started looking at these things. And even, even though I didn't really gain much more of an understanding of them, I just saw so much of what he was saying that just didn't jive with what I was taught. And generally, I mean, of course, Mm -hmm. just the idea, like it really brought me back to the idea of love Mm -hmm. and what, what, what is true love? Like what, Mm -hmm. like, how is, how is, how am I now in my early twenties at this point? And like, not even really sure what love is according Mm -hmm. to Christ, because this whole, especially this legalistic group of people that I was involved in, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we loved each other, but like there was so, 
when you're part of like this tower group, these people that like keep themselves away, like mm -hmm. there's I mean, the implication. I mean, I'm sorry. Like there's no way to not be judgmental. There's no way to not right. like be pushing bad people away from you. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you look at Jesus teachings and he says, says things like love your enemies, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and go the extra mile and, and love, like it, it just, love your neighbor as yourself. And, and, and he famously said, like, uh, he summed up all of the law and the prophets with love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's right. That's, that's literally all that any Christian pastor should really be focusing on just that. Right. Like, what does that mean? Right. Mm -hmm. And everything I mean, I believe everything, especially in the New Testament of the Bible, like all needs to be interpreted through that. Mm -hmm. but, then, but then, you know, that causes you to go deeper. Like, well, who is God? I mean, that that's like one of the huge, blaringly obvious questions that nobody really gives a, a good answer for is who is God? Is God the Old Testament God? Is he this like mean guy that's killing everybody and like vengeful? <laughs> or, yeah. or is... Or is Jesus actually what God looked like on earth? Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, even just that in itself, like it's amazing to contemplate, to, to realize like, whoa, wait a second. If that's true, then a lot of this hell judgment kind of stuff mm -hmm. that is a big part of Christianity, the scare tactics of any religion, mm -hmm. uh, just sort of, becomes irrelevant right, right? You're, wait wait a second like why um for instance one of my friends that i grew up with in church who's no longer but well even in high school he told me he's like i just don't i just don't think i believe in god i just don't think i mm -hmm. you know? and for me at the time like i was the bible study leader <laughs> oh, no. um, uh -huh. and he was like he was my probably my best friend uh -huh. right? so I'm like the super Christian kid and here's my best friend coming to me after a after a meeting where I'm like talking about God and saying like I don't think I believe in God and I'm like oh, you know, yeah. like, oh what uh -huh. oh no what does that mean oh uh, like because it's oh my gosh everybody in that religion is so so we're all so burdened by all these people going to hell, right? And yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do about it? If I love everyone, that I'll sacrifice my life to like, I don't know, stand on a street corner and preach or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, for me, it was just that first step was going back to the actual teachings of Christ and just realizing, getting a sense even like beyond beyond understanding, beyond like, mm -hmm. not, not even th something that I could cognitively like write down, mm -hmm. but like this, what this person is describing, this idea of the kingdom of heaven and what that means and love, it's, it's just a, it's a totally different domain than what I've been taught in Christianity, because what I've been taught in Christianity just feels a lot more like government, right? Just rules and regulations right. and <laughs> There's uh -huh. a, you know, there's a Pope and there's a, you know, there's like, there's a president and there's like the pastors and there's a <laughs> hierarchy. Right. And, and they, 
I have to, if I'm sitting in the pew, like I, I have to just shut myself up and just mm -hmm. take it in. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, smart pastors will allow people to, to question, but I've even heard like, you know, some pastors admit, you know, if somebody's having questions of faith, like, like the pastor really can't, doesn't have anything to do with that. Because again, going back to what you said earlier, uh, if you don't, okay, ultimately, if you don't want to mm -hmm. believe our little box thing, then mm -hmm. I guess, right? Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. Right. Yeah. So I don't, so yeah, I guess that's generally my origin story. And like when mm -hmm. the, when the questioning Mm -hmm. started and I just I couldn't stop the other, and the other question that came to me too mm -hmm. kind of relate, related to my friend mm -hmm. was I started looking around and asking like why do some kids in church like latch on to it and it works for them and they right uh-huh and why why does it not work for other kids and that was the other thing that was really just it's just questions like that that I just pondered Mm -hmm. Right. Because I'm looking, I was, I was part, because I was part of an experiment. I was a guinea right. pig. Uh -huh. I was a homeschooled Christian kid mm -hmm. in this organization we were homeschooled with. Like this was brand new, right? Like this is a brave new world, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, and I'll tell you what, based on this, uh, the, the results of this experiment, um, I'm part of a Facebook group that has a lot of uh, kids, people like me that were also mm -hmm. raised in the same homeschool group. Mm -hmm. I tell you what, the fruit of that was not good. These people are struggling. These people mm -hmm. are bitter. These people are wounded. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, for me, the one thing that I've come to realize recently in my life is even though, you know, my parents exposed me to things that I am not exposing my sons to. Right. Mm -hmm. sons. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, what I did realize was that my parents did, I look back and I'm like, what's the difference between my parents and these other parents? Mm -hmm. um, and, and I'm talking specifically about like, for instance, a, a girl that went to church with me, same mm -hmm. church. Mm -hmm. and her she's telling me about her experience with her parents mm -hmm. and how they did it even the same hippie kind of you know uh like i told you like the people dancing in the aisles of the church like right. that's uh -huh. they 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 emphasized you know worship and like spirit and feeling good more than just you know hearing hearing sermons right right um, and there was, there was some really, I mean, I, I could tell you about, I don't know if some, any of your listeners would be familiar, but there was like a, a movement of the spirit, you know, that came through the church. And um, so people were really into that. So anyway, I'm talking to this girl who grew up in the same church. Her mm -hmm. experience was different because her parents were different. Right. Right. And I thought it was mind blowing to me because I thought my parents were strict because they mm -hmm. were like, we were part of this very legalistic group but apparently this other person i've been talking to her parents uh just because they whatever they just kind of latched on more to the dark side of christianity if you will mm -hmm. um they were even more strict and there was even abuse in her house and mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. so 
one of the things that I'm grateful for is I'm getting this amazing perspective mm-hmm. um, of all of this and how it's affected me because this is, you know, this has all been revealed to me because I've gone within myself to discover right where, where are these questions? Where are these things coming from and diving down, 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 down and, and, and seeing this. Uh, but I realized my parents, my parents really have a spirit of love and hospitality. Like they, mm-hmm. and that's, that's largely what I remember from my Christian experience mm-hmm. as a kid, like going to family camp, mm-hmm. you know, seeing my parents having fun with people and, oh, and yeah. you know, like just having a good time doing life with people, backyard barbecues, mm-hmm. my parents were very social people. And so the people that I remember from church, I, I remember a lot of, I remember a lot of happy people, mm-hmm. like people were, you know, have, we have fun hanging out, going to the baseball game, mm-hmm. you know? Or, or these kinds of things. So, so like, that's the simple, very, very simple takeaway from, mm-hmm. you know, and is love. And what, right. what right. I'm trying to do with, with my sons is, mm-hmm. is it's not about what rules or not that they have. It's about me helping them to have an awareness mm-hmm. of essentially how energies work right mm-hmm. how, like why why did you just exhibit that bad behavior towards your brother mm-hmm. I'll tell you why because this is the way it works if you're harboring that if you're already upset mm-hmm. at him and he does this thing then this is going to come out of you this is what we have to be aware of when these things mm-hmm. arise in us we have to be educated enough mm-hmm. and know ourselves enough to understand where these things are coming from and mm-hmm. If I cultivate love, mm-hmm. my sons just are, there's so much, there's, I can't even, it, it blows my mind. Like as in the last two years, um, as I've really began to, you know, to understand this more and more mm-hmm. um, in myself, I just see the effects on my sons when um, yeah, I got, I had a, um, I had a divorce a couple years ago, mm-hmm. so I had to learn how to be a single dad. And that was a, that was a daunting thing for me. You mm-hmm. know, at that time. And, but it's, it's amazing to see how truly like beyond these doctrines, beyond mm-hmm. what everyone is trying to, to tell us, sell us about what is the truth and how, what, how, what thoughts you have to put in your mind in order to get the pr- good results in your life, you know, and what it means to love your children. I'm telling you, there are parents that I experienced. And even this, this woman that I'm talking to now, mm-hmm. parents were, I'm going to do, I'm going to use the word strict, but that's, that's not even, it's not even the right word. I'm just trying to be kind of euphemistic. Like they, <laughs> like they, they really had a wrong idea of who God was and what mm-hmm. it was all about. Right. And what was translated to their children was not love mm-hmm. was not it's, it's condemnation. It's fear. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, like that is not the God of love. That's not it. Right. And when you look at the fruits of that, it doesn't work. And, and, mm-hmm. and going, going back to like, just summing up my whole origin story, it was really just coming to the point where these questions caused me to just 
state the obvious to myself. It didn't work. It doesn't work. Being like this, holding myself just in my mind, cutting myself off from my heart, because that's a huge part of religion, right? The heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? Like, that's what they oh, say, that's right? Awful. So yeah. you're literally, you're literally committing you go to church, a lot of people, and I'm not saying this is everybody because right, the, right. You know, the spirit is in everyone. And hopefully mm -hmm. uh, I met a lot of, I started, actually, I started attending church with my parents. Mm -hmm. um, they moved here after my divorce and they, you know, they, they want me to go to church. And, and anyway, the good news is I've encountered, like, there's great people there, right? There mm -hmm. are, in fact, the, the, the pastor of the church, I have a lot of respect for him. And mm -hmm. I mean, he's, he has the spirit of Christ. Like that's mm -hmm. after listening to him and, and talking to him, I'm like this guy, right? Like he, there's, there's value to this. Mm -hmm. If people don't, I feel like in the extreme version of Christianity that I was given, like I was taught, like cut your heart out of the equation, mm -hmm. right? Like and even, even like my sexuality, I equated that with like a demon, like a lust, mm -hmm. right? Every time I had sexual mm -hmm. feelings, it's like, oh, this is bad. I'm not allowed to feel this way. Mm -hmm. Like guilt, shame, guilt, shame, right? Like mm -hmm. this disconnect. And I'm just, I just want to make people aware, like, hey, if you're, if you're having this experience that I've had, where mm -hmm. you're totally disconnected from your heart and you're just trying to live out of your head mm -hmm. does not work it doesn't no it does not if you're cut off you know if you're cut off from if we look at it from the chakra system if you're cut off from your lower chakras you know and you're just living up in this area you're never going to be aligned really you right. know there's no balance right yeah, it's there's no balance and, that, and that's in my experience I, I think this is what causes a lot of you know, what, what secular people would call like mental disease and, mm -hmm. you know, bipolar kind of action, because mm -hmm. it's like, you're constantly, you can't actually get away from your, your root and your sacral mm -hmm. area. Like it has to be functioning in some oh way. Right? It has to be like survival stuff going on. Mm -hmm. But then if you only have those going and then you've got some mm -hmm. head going and it's not. Yeah. And you're not yeah properly. Yeah. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. I love, that's one of the, the most beautiful things like that I've learned, you know, like just, I, and I try to talk to even like people like my parents who will mm -hmm. listen, like, hey, listen, you know, our body has this electrical system and right. it's really interesting the way it's set up because it's, mm -hmm. if you look at it, it's kind of, a, it's a, it's its own built-in metaphor for how, mm -hmm. how we're supposed to, to work and why it's really interesting because the way, way I look at religion a lot of times is that you know, religion is a lot for a lot of people, at least it was for me, it was really lived out of the will, the will. Yes. Will, right? Yeah. Will center. Before, or that yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's where you're doing it, right? You're, you're, you're using your willpower to overcome your other two chakras or like keep them in line. Right. And like, that's, it's a really, really very difficult way to live. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like after my, my spiritual awakening experience when I had this, I just knew my, my heart chakra just came online. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh -huh. And, and it was, it was mind blowing. It was, it was mm -hmm. revelatory. It was like, mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I don't, I don't have to figure everything out mm -hmm. with my head. Like I, I have, my mind has a companion 
that mm-hmm. can, if I can get these things to be working together, mm-hmm. then, oh my goodness, the, this is the promise, even just the promise of that is so beautiful. And in my experience, like as I'm going down this road, trying to figure out how to do that, it's life gets easier mm-hmm. because there's not, for me, at least like, there's just way less chatter in my head, like because of meditation, but also just simply because of learning sort of this process, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, lack of a better term, like a decision-making process of how do I know, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, as, because we're human beings, right. Our, our attention gets directed, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm not, I'm I'm just going to admit as a spiritual person, I'm not always 100% conscious of, where my attention is getting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. And so, but, but once we, you know, once I learned how to pay attention to, Mm -hmm. Oh, wait a second. Like I'm thinking about something. My, my attention has been drawn to this past Mm -hmm. event or whatever. And this doesn't feel good. This doesn't Mm -hmm. feel, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like this is uh, something that I need to be spending my time with. Right. Yeah. So, um, so you had this, uh, experience in 2018 that shifted things for you and it sounds like, you know, it has, it's really kind of freed you up. Um, so when that happened, were there certain spiritual teachers that you sought out? Did you have, was there like a flow that went through? I mean, who are you, who are you reading, listening? Um, what has helped you the most? You know, it's really funny. Like I, you might even laugh at this, uh, but for me, it was mm-hmm. a book "Think and Grow Rich" by Napoleon Hill. Oh my goodness! Uh huh. And it's and I know it's funny. Like it. Uh-huh. Um. So my relationship with this book, really briefly, is it came into my attention through this sort of um, online course that I was trying to to learning about the music industry because I was interested in songwriting and stuff. Right. The guy who did this course recommended this book and I started reading this book. And this is, that's actually, you know, around that time in my life, like this, this is not a Christian book. Right. 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 You should Um, not be reading this. Like there was another one, another new age kind of book on the reading list. And I remember this is so funny. I went to the library to get this book and the Mm -hmm. librarian was a member of my church. Oh my goodness. And I remember like, I didn't, I didn't realize, I didn't know this was like a new age book. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, not thinking grow rich. It was this other one. I can't remember what it's called. Um, the Celestine prophecy. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, that was just really funny. Like this was, mm-hmm. so that, that was a big deal. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm stepping out. I'm, I'm taking my mind beyond mm-hmm. Christianity, beyond the mm-hmm. box. But the thing that, totally intrigued me about thinking grow rich is number one um he's quoting jesus christ in there Mm -hmm. and and essentially what he's selling us is this idea well what this is the way i read it which became absolutely intriguing like unignorably intriguing to me Mm -hmm. is essentially what the way i have read it is like oh my gosh what he's telling me is that when Jesus said things like ask and it is given, seek and you shall find, knock mm-hmm. and the doors open. What Napoleon Hill is telling me is that's literally true. It's not mm-hmm. just like a, another one of Jesus whimsical things. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
why did he say that? That's not ex- true in my experience, right? Like asking it is given. Like how many times have I asked for stuff? I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> and here, and here he is in this. You know, it's essentially um, uh, for anybody who hasn't read Think and Grow Rich. You know, it's essentially New Thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ernest Holmes right kind of uh-huh. philosophy directed towards people in business who want to make money, but he's very clear in the book. Like this isn't just about money, right? This is about whatever desire you have and how the mind works and how the mind and um, thoughts are things. Um, it's essentially the, essentially what he introduces that idea, like, Hey, mm-hmm. thoughts are, are things thoughts mm-hmm. can actually are actually a lot more powerful than we realize. And, mm-hmm. and so for me, I really tried to dive into that philosophy Mm-hmm. And I, I just kept hitting, I kept hitting my head against the wall. Mm-hmm. And because I could, because it, 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 there's things he's saying that are, that are not inside that box. That right. I, oh yeah. So I, you're I, I, in, in, order, in order for me to truly ingest what he's saying, uh-huh. I'm having to leave Christianity essentially in right. some respects, but what was brilliant for me is the Jesus component. So I latched onto mm-hmm. that saying mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. my fear, I was able to dissuade my fear, say, Chris, like, this is Jesus. Like, he's right. Like, Jesus said these things. Mm-hmm. And you always wondered, you know, why did Jesus say, the things I do, you shall do in greater. If, if I don't have this power, if I don't have some sort of creative uh, power in me, like, it, then the things that Jesus said don't really make sense, right? right? Because that's what he's implying. He's implying, like, hey, the things that I do, he's not implying it, he's saying it. The things that I you see me do, you can do and greater. Well, right. Oh my God. Like you, you know, that was another thing that I I saw, like a Mount Everest of a thought that was like, oh, you're gonna have to climb that one one day. You're gonna have mm-hmm. to, you're gonna have to realize, like, oh, why is that? Mm-hmm. Christianity and Christian church is is the answer or like the proper interpretation of the Bible. Why are there not more, uh, for lack of a better term, psychic spiritual phenomenon, mm-hmm. you know, like, like real, real spirituality, right? The apostle right. Paul talks about being taken into the third heaven and like Peter had visions, right? Like, mm-hmm. like actual spiritual right. experiences, but that's not, that's not encouraged in most churches, right? Oh, no, it, and it's it's said that it's the devil, you know, it's right. the devil's work or whatever. So, and so really it's that taking the power away and then you reading Napoleon Hill, you were able to take your power back. Yeah. That's what he's saying, because that's Jesus's teachings. I can do it. You can do it as well. And you have that power in, inside of you. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was... Um, so I literally spent, it took me tw- a better part of 20 years, like trying to realizing that I was hitting this block. And one of the reasons why I realized it, because I, I, I found myself in Hawaii short that I got married there. I was working mm-hmm. at a golf club, waiting on very wealthy people, mm-hmm. very successful people. Right. And one of the gentlemen that I waited on one day was reading Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, this is a that's a really intriguing book. I've read it. And he looks at me so seriously. He turns to me and he says, this is not just a book. Like, this is the reason why I'm sitting here today. This is the oh one. Uh-huh. So here's a guy um, who's telling me, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this book is true and it works. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm living proof to you, mm-hmm. right? It's like the universe saying like, uh, Chris, yeah. go back to thinking grow rich. Yeah. And what happened was um, for a while, he and I were trading. I was teaching him how to play the guitar and he was kind of coaching me through thinking grow rich. Nice. We didn't get very far because <laughs> what I realized, you know, he said, you know, in, of course, in new thought um, philosophy, uh, mm-hmm. the truth is like whatever whatever comes to my attention or whatever comes in my life is somehow attracted by me, right? Like I, I take responsibility mm-hmm. and I couldn't. And he said that basically that's the first step. That's the thing that you have to learn how to accept. And I, in my Christian mind, like I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Every, and every time I would try to put the philosophy into place and try to manifest something or whatever, like I just could not overcome these doubts because in my mind, it was like, no, I'm not, God controls everything. That's what I was told. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me? These things that do you think I want, I want my life to be like this. Do you think I, you know, what about little kids who have bad things that happen to them? Like, really? Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's their, like they, Oh, sorry. It's your fault. Your, your karma or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I just couldn't, I couldn't get there. Mm-hmm. But then when I, but then, you know, back in 2018, what happened was like things were changing in my life. I, there was less stress. I got away from this mm-hmm. job that was really stressing me out. I had, we were renovating our house and which is something that was literally hanging over my head. Mm-hmm. For a long time. So I was like working through a lot of these frustrations in my life. I started feeling lighter, started feeling more positive. I started going back to think and grow rich. And, um, and then what happened, this is so funny. Like I discovered that um, Napoleon Hill had actually recorded um, videos of him talking. Oh, wow. Okay. And, you know, like, it, it's really fascinating because it's like, you know, it's like watching little YouTube mm-hmm. videos um, he, about like his philosophy. Right. And I found these on Amazon prime. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so excited because I, at that point I had been reading other things like some Robert Kiyosaki even about mm-hmm. money. Um, I don't know if you poor dad, rich dad, Mm-mm. but, but all of this, is causing me to realize like, oh yeah, there's a, there's like an eye of the needle. Like there's a, that's something that you're going to, you're going to understand something and it's going to open up right. your understanding. Right. And so I started watching these Napoleon Hill things and I can't remember which one it was, but I put, I put this one on and something told me like, you're, you're going to have a major revelation while you watch this video. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what it was said, whatever, um, I had this incredible energy experience where like my head felt like it was on fire. Mm-hmm. Like, like there was a burning halo around my cranium mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then it literally felt like this hot energy, just like it was for four days. For wow. Four, uh-huh. four days. And <laughs> what was amazing about this was for those four days, I look back and I now realize it was, it was as if my ego was completely gone. Mm-hmm. Like there was, my mind was totally silent. Mm-hmm. It's like I was completely present. Wow. Everything, like everything felt magical. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my, my wife, my kids would ask me things. My interactions like were just totally unconscious. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would say things. <laughs> she was like, oh, so, you know, our kid, two kids just got in a fight. What should I do about it? And I was just like, blah, 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 blah. I just mm-hmm. solved it without even, mm-hmm. without even trying. It was, 
it was mind blowing, right? So as, as you can imagine, after having an experience like that, you realize, oh, wow, yeah, I, I haven't really been living. Mm-hmm. Now, now I'm kind of awake and I'm alive. Now I can see and start having these, you know, a simple, I think the, the, ver- the very first simple revelation that was revealed to me through Napoleon Hill that, mm-hmm. um, and it's hard to say, it's, you know, like when you're trying to ingest a philosophy, mm-hmm. you, you're filling in all of these data points, right? And mm-hmm. then and, and then there's that last one, I guess, that's, it's mm-hmm. almost like the last piece of the puzzle and all of a sudden, ding, like the program comes on, then the software is available. Then all of a sudden mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. And, and it, it was very simple. It was just like this idea of love and fear and mm-hmm. negative and positive. And mm-hmm. I just, I just woke up to this idea that, oh, a lot of my pain and suffering, a lot of things that I've been dealing with and feeling stuck has to do with the direction that I'm giving my attention and my mind, mm-hmm. my thoughts, mm-hmm. like my, you know, and that, oh, there are things that I can do. I, I can mm-hmm. redirect my attention in ways that will actually ultimately better my life. Right. Uh-huh. And, and to me, and here's the, here's the interesting thing, Heather, about this was mm-hmm. because I'm so cerebral, because mm-hmm. I spent so much time trying to figure out things and I'm, you know, philosophy, theology, to me, the fact that God had revealed this to me, mm-hmm. it was it felt like pure love. Mm-hmm. That's I, that's where I needed to be loved. I needed to be loved in my mind. I needed to right. be I needed clarity. I needed something to understand. Like, God, where are you? Mm-hmm. you know, that, yeah. I, mean, that, I had I had up until that point had shaken my fist at the sky like so many times. Like, yep. I'm trying to do everything right. I'm trying to be faithful. Yes. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and anyway, so to have that experience was just. Yeah, you can't go back from that. It's like, no. To me, it feels like it feels like a a big bang to where like that that event mm-hmm. sent me off on a certain trajectory, and and I I not only do I think I can't get off this trajectory, mm-hmm. like I don't want to. Right, I'm, right. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying this incredible motivation that I have to just mm-hmm. continue down this path. Mm-hmm. Yep. Live, yeah. Living aligned really is what it is. You know, it's that alignment. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Living yeah. Aligned, yeah. Yeah. Cause it is, I mean, we, I think, you know, it, and it may not be the same religious doctrine that we've been in, but you know, we've been told our lives, Oh, do it perfectly. And then everything will turn out right. Well, it doesn't, it, you know, perfect doesn't, isn't the same for everybody. It's when we align with our own internal flow is when things start shifting for us. I think, I think it's that beautiful alignment. Um, and it's a good barometer for us to see where we are. So, um, that's just my take on it. (laughs) Now I, yeah. So for our listeners, I mean, you've shared so many great things and um, for our listeners, 
how say so say they're at this point where they're like yeah this this doctrine's not working for me anymore i have been living this way for so many years and i um some i'm questioning it and um i'm questioning the why i'm questioning the how i don't get it what would be a good first step for them to take um besides listening to your podcast um which is awesome uh, what would be a good first step for them for kind of unwinding from the doctrine and becoming more spiritual um, in the sense of uh, out, living outside that box? Yeah. Oh, great question. So, and this is, and, and I'm glad we're talking about this because I'm currently really trying to, I want to get this down to almost sound bites. Mm-hmm. Like little hooks, right? Because I feel like even Jesus, Jesus talked about becoming fishers of men. Mm-hmm. And the idea is like throwing out these hooks. And so here, so if somebody is like me coming out of church, realizing having a hard time, right? You can't let go of it because some, there's a part of you who knows like, oh yeah, there's definitely a God. There's definitely Jesus. Like this is definitely has value, right? So, right. but so first of all, for them to realize like, you're not letting go of anything that was that was one of the mm-hmm. biggest reliefs in my story is when I started going yeah. back to Jesus. Cause there was a part where before, actually before I had this, um, what happened was before I had this great epiphany that was, uh, brought, brought to me by Napoleon Hill and think mm-hmm. and grow rich. I had been exposed to Dr. Joe Dispenza mm-hmm. and, that was the train where I started realizing that how the subconscious and conscious mind work. Mm-hmm. And, and it was exactly why I started realizing like, Oh, wait a second. Now that I understand this, I can go back to the think and grow rich philosophy and I need to just work at it because I need to reprogram my subconscious. That's what I'm tripping on. Right. I'm tripping on an old, old thought habit yeah. in my mind. And so I, I just realized like, Oh, this isn't impossible. Like I can mm-hmm. overcome this. I can rewire this in my brain. Mm -hmm. And so it gave me the courage to go down that way. And for any other Christian kids coming out. So first I, I tell them, um, listen, what's actually going to happen in your journey is you're going to make it a choice. Do you want to follow the Christian church or do you want to actually follow the teaching of Christ? Do you want to open your mind? Mm -hmm. Just, just, just start opening your mind to the possibility that maybe Jesus teachings might actually lead you beyond the Christian church. And that shouldn't be a scary idea to us because we have this whole metaphor in the old Testament of the children of Israel who went from the, from Egypt slavery mm-hmm. to the wilderness, which is like a sort of purgatory mm-hmm. and then to the promised land. So mm-hmm. that's the other thing that people need to realize in, in, in our lives and certainly in spirituality, this is a very clear thing there. Yeah. Just because you're not in the promised land and just because you're not in slavery, does like you're, that means you're in the wilderness. That's, that's not the ideal place to be. That's right. the place where you're literally going in circles. Half the time you're going back towards Egypt, doubt, fear, worry, guilt, shame. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it gets, you know, we get to these points where like, oh my gosh, crying out or, you know, whatever, dumping. And then we start feeling better and we start marching back towards the promised land. And then when we get there, we feel fear, like, no, I can't do this. I can't go like, I can't, I, I don't know what faith is. Let's go back to Egypt. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And like we do this whole cycle of trying to figure out what faith is, because one of the reasons why we are attracted to go back to mm-hmm. Egypt, so to speak, slavery. Oh my gosh! Like the you know the the scene in the Matrix where the guy who Cipher who's betraying everyone and he's sitting mm-hmm. there at stake in the Matrix and he's like, I don't care. I know this is fake. I don't even care. You know, this is. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to that place is because the thing I'm realizing like it's because being part of the system, being a slave, you don't have to think, you don't have to have faith. I don't have to generate my own faith. You can literally live your life just sort of following other people or just mm-hmm. following what the media says or following what mm-hmm. the politicians say or following mm-hmm. what the preacher says without actually, actually truly working on your own belief system. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably the most and, and, and this is an idea that I like to try to plant in people's heads who want, who want to make this journey um, is Jesus Christ said, the work of God is to believe. And he said, he followed the work of God is to believe in the one whom he has sent. But if you look at that statement, just on its own, the work of God is to believe the work. The hard part actually is figuring out your own belief system your Mm -hmm. own belief system Mm -hmm. like and the good news is your own belief system even if it's not 100 correct is going to be way more efficient and Mm -hmm. and effective in your life than just borrowing somebody else's belief system or mom and dad or or the pastor Mm -hmm. the other thing too that people so so what i tell people is and this is just my experience Mm -hmm. but i think if people open their minds again it's like don't be surprised if you want, you, you kind of have to make a decision. Are you, are you going to follow Jesus into the promised land? Allow Moses to take you into the promised land? Or are you going to stay in this, this place, this church, this safe place? And just like, mm-hmm. hey, as long as all these people are happy with me, like then I, then I feel like I'm okay, mm-hmm. right? Because if Pastor Joe, um, you know, he spends a lot of time with God and if, he, and if he's okay with me and I'm doing my best, and I'm following pastor Joe, then that gives me this proxy to God. Mm-hmm. Right. I can, I feel that. And I, 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 I just don't think that enough people in church are honest about that, that mm-hmm. like how many people actually have a daily personal experience with mm-hmm. the divine for themselves. Right. Right. That, so, yeah. Um, so and the other thing I like to point out, and I love, I love these ironies. I love being able to quote Christ mm-hmm. and to shun the church. But <laughs> Jesus Christ said, unless you leave your mother and father, and actually in some translations says, hate, hate your mother and father. Wow. And mm-hmm. leave them. If you don't hate your mother and father and leave them for my sake, you're not worthy of me. And that's like, it's such a mind blowing thing. Like people don't like, what what is he talking about like i'm it doesn't even make sense because we're supposed to love everybody right but he's telling us to hate our parents but the idea is very very clear and it's just a very simple human idea mm-hmm. we have to at least mentally emotionally leave our parents right like i have to become my own person right. and i think a lot of times in faith communities that doesn't fully happen Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in fact, even this, the, even this woman that I'm talking to that we went to the same church I was describing mm-hmm. before, she still is very much emotionally and mentally victimized by her parents. Like her parents have not changed her tune, their tune mm-hmm. after all these years. Yeah. 
like for me, I have the benefit of, even though my parents don't, you know, haven't, let's say moved beyond the church, like I have, um, they are, they love me. And we've had these conversations, like I've been able to have conversations with them, bringing up things like even in like reincarnation and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and pointing out things. Um, so, and they're, and they're, they're open to those conversations, but there are people who I also grew up with in the same church, whose parents are not offering them that, Right. but it's absolutely imperative that anybody prepare yourself. If you're Mm -hmm. going to go on a spiritual journey, it's going to be your spiritual journey and you're going to, there's probably without even you trying to instigate it as you do this, I guarantee if there's already conflict between you and your parents, things need to be let go of. Oh, it's going to get amplified mm-hmm. as you, as you go down this journey, like God, the universe or whatever will, will force you to deal with this, mm-hmm. even if it's just dealing with it in yourself. And I had to deal with it. Um, I like the way I dealt with it is just having these conversations with my parents, like mm-hmm. the insecurity that I felt of like, of course, I want these, <clears throat> these wonderful people to be proud of me much into me. Right. Like I, I want to love them, but I, but there was this weird thing. Like it, it was actually very, I'll just say on a side note, like one of the things that have been very difficult for me to deal with is just this thing, right? Because mm-hmm. I, and what, what I mean by is, is even in my current understanding of spirituality um, before I was a, what the Bible would consider or what Jesus would call a Pharisee. I was a legalist. That's, mm-hmm. that's, how, I, how, that's how I came up, right? And you're judging people who aren't living like you, right? Right. I'm better better than you. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not even coming from a place of like ego um, pride or whatever, it's still there. Right. And it's, and it's actually the fuel that you use. Like, oh, I feel good about myself because I'm better than that. How do I know if I'm a good looking person? Well, I'm better looking than that person. I'm better looking than that person. How do I know if I'm spiritual? Well, I think I spend more time praying than that person. Like that's exactly. how do we know? How do we know how we're doing without the contrast, right? Uh-huh. Um, but you know, of course, in in real spirituality, we start realizing, like, oh no, I don't I don't measure my progress based on anybody else. I measure right. my progress based on what's actually happening mm-hmm. within me. Like as I'm as I'm moving down this this road and trying to. Um, anyway, so I, yeah, I, I really, I really try to lay, I, I want to try to lay groundwork with my coaching clients and mm-hmm. anybody who's interested in that to, to just kind of get it out of the box and realize like, this is, this is how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, the good news is if you're, if you're a fan of Jesus, mm-hmm. like you're not leaving Jesus, you're right. leaving the like he's moving you to a, a different place. You're going to start realizing like, oh, wait a second. Jesus was actually against religion. Like Jesus, like the only people that he cursed at, like literally cursed, like he said mean things <laughs> to, to the Pharisees. He called them names. He called them whitewashed tombs. He called them full of dead man's bones, like to their face. Mm-hmm. Like that's mean. Like that's not, you know, a good, you know, a good <laughs> love and light spiritual person, like would not yeah. be saying that. But, mm-hmm. but he also said things like, so then, so then, you know, but then on a contrast of that, you also realize in, in balance, Jesus said, I did not come for the righteous. Mm-hmm. I came for sinners. Mm-hmm. And 
people realizing like, oh, well, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can meditate. I don't know if I can, you mm-hmm. know, be this spiritual love and light person. And, and I tell them like, no, actually what you're going to be doing is, is letting go, letting go for me. It's certainly like, that's, that's my journey. Mm-hmm. I'm letting go of, I, I made it to the, you know, I was a Pharisee. I was a good Christian boy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I actually did it. Mm-hmm. And my journey with, with Jesus is letting go of all that mm-hmm. because that is just ego. We realize, oh, wait a second. <clears throat> yeah. Ego can take us down the road of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but guess what? Ego can also take us to these, you know, being a moral superiorist. And, and I'm, and I'm realizing like, you know what? I, it's so the irony is, you know, I used to look down at the sex, drugs, and rock and roll crowd. Right mm-hmm. Now I realize my programming, like my, what, what I was dealing with and overcoming the, the sin that I'm letting go of, of self-righteousness, mm-hmm. so much worse. Mm-hmm. It's so much worse, in my opinion, to be a Pharisee than someone who is like an addict mm-hmm. because an addict typically already has a humble opinion of themselves. And that's kind of the, the starting point mm-hmm. of, of spirituality. The, the starting point of spirituality is just like, I need help. Mm-hmm. I, I need understanding. I need someone to help me to understand. Cause I, this life should not be this hard. And that's the other thing that, you know, you point out to people, Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Christian or ex-Christian people, if that's not your experience, if it's not, you're not experiencing an easy burden or, you know, if your yoke is an easy and burden is light, um, then you're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. The way it, not, not pointing a finger at you, but like, just wake up Christian kid like me, my, my peers, mm-hmm. everyone who grew up in church just realize like, the reason why you're struggling in your life is because you were programmed with a lot of limiting beliefs and half truths and things that are literally keeping you in this wilderness cycle. You, Mm -hmm. there's a part of you, there's a huge part of you that obviously is, I think in most people is awake, especially if you spend time in church, like, you know, like the spirit is calling you to, to go further, but like you are, Mm -hmm. you feel stuck by all this stuff. And so, um, for me, you know, it, anybody wants to spend time with my podcast or, or wants one-on-one coaching mm-hmm. uh, it, and in, and I'm sure you agree with this sentiment too. Like there's no in, in true spirituality because it's a, it's an individual journey. A coach yeah. is not necessary. Like I don't, right. Um, you don't need me. Nobody needs mm-hmm. me to, to help them, but however, it is very uh, very advantageous to spend time with people who are further down the road who yes. can kind of look back and say like, okay, go, go here, go here, go here. Yeah, the guide. Yeah. Yeah. The guide, the, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Like the Moses. Yeah. 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 Being a coach really and a mentor really is about being, being, you know, building a rapport with somebody who, uh, is needs that support while they unwind the stories, unwind the old 
programming, you know, from society, their church or their parents or whatever it is, you know? So yeah, yeah that's, you know, you're walking alongside them and helping yeah. them. That's what a good coach and mentor does. So yeah. let me, let me say one more thing too, that sure. just, just in case anybody's interested, like one of the things that I really, one of the elements of what I call my Christ coaching method mm-hmm. is really just listening to people talk and showing them like as they're talking and they're struggling with this Mm -hmm. or that, just clearly pointing out to them, okay, that's ego Mm -hmm. spirit. Mm -hmm. That is is the biggest skill that we're learning as we're walking down this road to to Mm -hmm. quick, quick, more and more quickly identify what thoughts and feelings are coming from the ego, what thoughts or feelings are coming from the spirit. Mm -hmm. And it becomes easier and easier and more intuitive. Mm -hmm. And people start realizing like, what you think of as difficult work, like, oh my gosh, like going on a spiritual journey, going into being honest with myself sounds like climbing Mount Everest. And, I, mm-hmm. and people are feeling so, um, are so stressed out already, right? Like right. Th- this is the big, the big push for a lot of people. And this may not apl- apply to your audience, but I'm sure we can all identify with it is that we're all spending so much energy just trying to survive. Yes. That we can't imagine like, okay, Chris, so now you're coming here and saying, oh, we're going to go on a spiritual journey. Like, I really have time for that. Right. Right? I, don't, I don't have any energy for that. Like, what are you talking about, man? I can't, I can't afford, like, I'm spending all of my energy just surviving. And here's the thing, what people need to realize is once you start identifying these leeches, mm-hmm. the, these little, whatever you want to call them, demons, the things that are holding on to you that don't need to be there and can very easily by someone who's skilled like yourself or me mm-hmm. can point out to you like that's not you that is yeah. not that thought that guilt that shame that thing that's making you feel bad that's mm-hmm. sapping your energy that's causing you to use extra energy to overcome it to survive it you can actually learn how to release that and all of a sudden you're going to realize oh my gosh, I have more energy. And that didn't even really take that much effort. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's like 1%, 1%, 1%. And having somebody um, as a coach, as a guide has certainly helped me. Um, mm-hmm. I have a life coach that is just amazing. And I can't imagine, I cannot imagine he's helping me sort out my thoughts. He's helping giving me exercises that are helping me to deal with emotional damage and things mm-hmm. that I need to release, right? Because you realize releasing things in the mind is not the same as releasing in the heart. And, right. and um, anyway, so I just want to point that, that out to people that it's mm-hmm. actually, once you get talking, once you get down the road, I mean, almost everybody that I talk to and, and I, I kind of slyly use some of my my Jedi methods on my old <laughs> friends that I've reconnected with, you know? Uh-huh. And, and really it just boils down to encouraging people like, oh, yeah. oh man, oh no, don't even feel bad about that. That's ridiculous, right? Like mm-hmm. you look at your childhood, like you came up, like you're doing amazing. Like you're doing yes. a great job. Like, like you came through so much abuse, man. I'm so proud of you. Like you mm-hmm. should be like, that's, that's what we need to hear. Right, you know? right. That's what we need to know is, is like, wherever you are, you can't compare yourself you can't compare yourself to me. Like I have a friend that I'm talking to right now. We've reconnected with, and we are both homeschooled together. But again, I discovered, uh, you know, his, his experience, there was a lot of abuse in their home that I wasn't aware of as a kid. So 
we're having this conversation and he and I are in slightly different places in our life, but you know what? Like when you look, when we, when we look at someone's origin story and realize like how far they've come and how well they're doing. And I'm telling you, um, even as a, you know, someone who really believes in the ideas of Christ consciousness and, and moving down the road and following mm-hmm. Christ, you know, there are some people who are surviving and they're doing well. And that's, if you're surviving and you, and you're dealing with trauma, mm-hmm. um, and that's where you are, like, that's perfect. You are right where you need to be. And if, and if now you're hearing this and you're coming to a place where you are hopefully getting some hope, realizing, oh, wow, maybe this work isn't as much as I thought it was because the work of course is more about cutting off the weights, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like you're you're going to find that ease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And as you cut off those weights, everything becomes lighter, you know? Yeah. 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 And then yeah. you get, and then you get to the point where you're like, you're, you know, uh, and I'm sure you could identify you, you, you're like, you kind of addicted, right? Like, oh my gosh, I just did this one little thing, learned this new habit. And like, mm-hmm. I feel better. Uh what's the next thing that I can, that I can do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, as, as you found, you, you know, the, uh, when the time is right, the the teacher will come. And so I think it's, it's beautiful. You'll find that next step. If you just keep working and shifting and shedding and all of that. So um, this has been an amazing talk. I am so glad that you've shared your story and your journey with us today. If you want to work with Christopher, you can contact him at K-O-A-C-K-1977 at G. Oh, actually, let me stop you. It's actually C-O-A-C-K. It's, it's, oh, uh, sorry. Start, you it's, open, an, ac- you it's an acronym. It. Yeah, it's an acronym for Confessions of a Christian Kid, C-O-A-C-K. Okay, so it's C-O-A-C-K-1977 at gmail.com. Yeah. And if you want to start um, somewhere, you can listen to his podcast, Confessions of a Christian Kid. And what, um, I know you can get it through PodServe, but where else is it um, out there? Uh, I think mainly there's a few of them, but it's, I know it's on Apple and Spotify. Perfect. So if you got Apple or Spotify, uh, go listen to it. Confessions of a Christian Kid. Thank you again, Christopher, for being here today. I really appreciate your message. Today's podcast is brought to you by Integra Holistic Wellness, home of the Integra Wellness Method. At Integra Holistic Wellness, we recognize that you are made up of four integral parts, body, mind, spirit, and soul purpose. When you work with an Integra Holistic Wellness Mentor, you'll be guided how to integrate these four parts of your being through nutrition and movement, mindfulness and emotional release, connection to others and your higher self and your soul's true purpose. To find out more and connect with Heather, contact her at support at IntegraHolisticWellness.com. That's support at IntegraHolisticWellness.com. You can also catch her on Instagram and Facebook at Integra Holistic Wellness. That's I-N-T-E-G-R-A Holistic Wellness.